Hello there. Episode 668. This episode will be the first one that airs after Thanksgiving. Wow. But this we're recording before Thanksgiving. So how do you think your Thanksgiving went? I think it'll be hilarious. I think it'll be full of a lot of late night giggles because I will be sharing a room. It'll be me and Eli and Eli's sister and new fiance. Super exciting. And so it'll just be like, you know, us giggling. Yeah, slumber party. Early in the morning. Yeah. Well, why are you all in one room? Is this like the guest room is just for everybody? Yeah, guest room, but there are so many people coming to visit that we had to like squeeze all into, you know, oh my God. you had to fit all of us into the the apartment somehow. And there's going to be like seven of us in like the two bedroom apartment or something like that. It's going to be so fun. I looked up the apartment you'll be in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I was like, wonder where she's staying. And so I did my Googling <laughs> where I figure out where people live and stuff. And I was like, wow, right on the beach. Oh, it's great. I mean, that is going to be Look, so... Susie knows me. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So nice. I'm so jealous. I'll be up here shivering. Yeah, I think we're going to do a little... We're going to do a little uh, uh, mini vacation within a vacation to Miami like, for a nice. night. I've never That's been to Miami. Fun. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, my, you would like Miami, Sus. I know. It, you would definitely like it. It's like cool vibes it's like very is it like a party yeah Mm -hmm. there's like a good energy high energy yeah but then it's it's centrally located so you can like go in for the energy and then leave yeah i like that i like i like you know la kind of feels like the energy's all over the place new york feels like it's kind of spread out miami's like go here hub yeah oh that's cool and I think you're going to have a like, wonderful time. I mean, that was what I thought when I went there. What do I know? Yeah. I'm jealous. That'll be really nice. Yeah. yeah it'll be fun. And you won't be with your family, so you probably won't get any f- fights with anybody. Right. This seems great. Mm-hmm. Okay, no good. problem. Good, good, good. We'll yeah. have to find out if your prediction was accurate next I think time. Oh, I think my prediction can be very accurate because recently my predictions have been coming true, not for things like winning the lottery, but today, Suze. I was dry. I, I was like, I have to share this on the podcast. This was so crazy. I'm driving on the freeway, and the truck in front of me. I just have this feeling. I'm like, something is going to fly out of the back of that truck. No, I know it with a hundred percent certainty. So I got out of the lane. Not twenty seconds later, a paint can goes flying. One of those paint buckets goes flying out of the Shut back. Shut up. Like one of the and gallons. I was like, oh, a bucket. Whoa, like a bucket. Like one of those like Home Depot style buckets, yeah. but like white. Uh-huh. Like goes flying out of the back. Who knows? But bouncing down the highway. If I oh and God. I should mention, today it snowed. So oh. we're talking snowy roads. Oh my gosh. Would have been, been hit by so I would have definitely slammed on the brakes. I would and I do not have four wheel drive. I had Bo in the car with me. I had this feeling, this overwhelming feeling of like, yeah. Something's going to definitely, like, I, with 100% certainty, I'm like, either I manifested that or. Did you see was... the bucket? Yes. Okay. So Wait, you... before? Yeah. You knew there was stuff in there. I knew there was stuff in the trunk. Yeah. And you felt like this bozo did not secure yep. his items. Definitely. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you didn't die. I know, me too. That is all I need. <sighs> yeah, could you imagine? This would have been like in loving memory of. <gasps> do you want me to, Don't, when you die, fun? Yeah. yeah okay, do you want me to um, like get one of those things like on the back of my car, like <laughs> those stickers? Oh, hmm. No, I don't want you to get that. I don't want you to do that at all. Oh. I would like you to do something fun on my death day, though. On your death? Oh, each year? Yeah, like if I died in like a, uh, some God forbid, in some kind of thing like now, yeah, then forbid, of you would, like, I would like you to not celebrate my birthday or anything because I won't be around, but like... On the day I died, just for like a little while, just for like a few years after, to just like go do something fun. Okay. Be like, go and like goofy golfing, like given <laughs> the time of years, right? And what's the plan in terms of like what you're going to come back as? So I see it and I'm like, oh, there's oh, Sarah. Got it, got it. Got it. Uh, I'm going to have to take a think. Yeah, yeah. No, no pressure. Yeah, I decided because I mean, everybody says like, oh, yeah. I'm going to come back as a hummingbird or a butterfly. I'm yeah. going to be a mosquito. So like anytime, <laughs> anytime you get a mosquito bite, you're going to go, don't catch! It's Susie! <laughs> and like you'll remember and you'll notice. I'll be scratching it for days. Mm-hmm. Just This is me. smart. This is smart. Yeah. Don't come back as anything that scurries. I'd be scared of oh that. Oh my gosh. Never. Oh. This uh, you're think, making me think of so many things that I <laughs> that thought you I was going, that, that I was going to talk to you about, but I didn't. You know, Chicago got named city with the most rats, number one. I did not know that. And we were there, and I told uh, Eli this fact, and then saw about ten rats. Where? In the subway, walking down the street. No way. Way. Well, I didn't even think they had that reputation in Chicago. Well, neither did I. Move over New York, but wow. Chicago, home to num- home to n- number oh, one, home to rats. You know what? They do have the waterways, which <gasps> oh, makes sense. The, well, this was New York, but yeah, but you're right, right. Now that makes a lot of sense. I wonder yeah. where so, I bet Pittsburgh ranks then, because we got those three rivers. I bet. I bet. So many we'll rats. Look it up, so God, I hate so. rats so. Yeah, much. so don't come back at, as that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay. First up, um, I watched the Barney documentary. What? I didn't even know there was a Barney documentary. <laughs> Tell me everything. Didn't that guy get in trouble for doing weird stuff? Well, yeah. The guy that was Oh, he in went on to be like a masseuse, a sex tantric, tantric masseuse. Yes. Which yes. is just He like, was in it, though. But I was, like, kind of annoyed about that because so what? Like... Yeah, so what? He's just... Into tantric whatevs, and you know, he consults people and teaches them about it, and then he sometimes bangs them a little bit. <laughs> I mean, how different is it, really? She's just highly empathetic. <laughs> I just don't understand nurturing. Like, why would helps go- you feel relaxed? Why wouldn't he? I don't understand that. It's not like he pretended he was actually Barney, he was just the guy in the right. suit. He wasn't even the right. voice. Right. I mean, give huh. the guy a break. He's got to make a He living. wasn't even the voice. That is a an important yeah. thing, I think. Yeah. Because in my mind, I gave him the voice. He's right. just a guy in a suit. He's, he's a like, guy in a suit. You, he's, he's a mascot. He's a, he's a mascot. And he should be so, able to make a living, you know, giving weird massages if he wants. Yeah. Because that felt like... Know. 
they were trying to make it scandalous when it's sort of like, yeah, okay, that's weird. I don't, I don't know why people would do that, but it's not hurting. I think anybody. we just think any of those stories, like uh, who I want to say, the writer of Wishbone, I think used to remember that show that was on. Oh he, yeah. He, then he wrote for like Conan O'Brien and also wrote for Playboy and like wrote. Yeah. And, and so like, people were like, dude, pick a lane. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. When there's like an overlap between like people's pornography and the things their kids are watching on TV, I think we're like, what? But writing, is, ri- writing is writing. I mean, you know, I don't know. I get having that conversation like, can you believe this? But to put it in a documentary and act like it's a scandal, I don't know about right. that. It's not like he was doing it in his Barney suit. Then that'd be weird. <laughs> he had to sign something at the time that said he wouldn't do both while like while he was Barney, he could not do this because he yeah, was doing this it before. Is fine. Yeah. This is fun. Oh. Yeah. He was doing it before. he just went back to his old gig. <laughs> this is not a problem. Yeah, that's what I think. Everybody needs to chill out. It's they really weird, admit, but... they really leave those chunks out of those that story okay well i tell you what is universal love kids love it it's kiwi co am i right or am i right yep absolutely right no argument there no argument there and and I know you covers guys... the sciencey stuff that i'm looking for well right okay so here's the thing a lot of times kids have to kind of be tricked into having like learning time right but what's great about kiwi co is it does the job because they're learning but they're doing fun stuff and it's these really cool projects that come right to your door Age appropriate, you get to pick whatever age group your child is in, and then they discover the science of magic and engineering. A you know, like all the sciencey stuff, and they create really cool stuff that your yeah. kids are going to love. We built a lantern that had the constellations, like we made little constellations in it, and had a little light inside. And then we turned it on; it would shine the constellations on the wall. It's so cool. Everything so cool. I've ever and made. And I made this with a four-year-old. So, right? And I so didn't take know. over the project. Promise. <laughs> right. Sarah's not that girl, okay? But it's perfect for this time of year because I know you guys are thinking like, oh, no, I got to get my niece or nephew or my kid a gift, and I don't know what the heck they want. This is the gift that keeps on giving. They're going to learn, but they're going to have fun doing it. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com slash brain candy. That's your first first month free at KiwiCo.com slash brain candy. It's so much more than like a toy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is so much better than just like, here's this dumb thing you're going to hate in two weeks. So there you go. Did you grow up on Barney? Were you one of yeah. them? Uh, I was right. I was right after Bar or like before Barney. Mm-hmm. So my brothers could have been, but we were Sesame Street because that's what I was watching. Yeah, and then we were more. It felt like Barney was too touchy feely, like more like friendship stuff. And I we were at. I remember my brothers and I being more into like the like the sciencey stuff at the time that was on. Mm-hmm. It was like PBS, that sort of. Yeah, and that I guess that was a big part of the documentary was about the backlash, and I do get why people were annoyed about it because um, what what was the backlash? Like they would get death threats and stuff because they they found it very annoying the show and. They also were suspicious, like Barney's, like too feminine, and I oh, think it was during the sake. Tinky Winky era where people were like thinking everybody's oh. gay. 
I can't with this. The part that was really interesting was about the creator, Cheryl Leach, and her family and how, you know, she created it because she needed something for her kid to really get into when he was a little boy. Um, But then things went real bad for them. and For the family? Yeah. Tell me. Okay, well, spoiler alert. Yeah, this is... uh, Come on. I don't have three hours to dedicate to that purple guy. Let's go. First, (laughs) First, they got a divorce. Then the husband took his life, (gasps) which is very sad, of course. And then the son, Patrick, he's the one that, like, it was made for. And then he ended up being not nice. He went to jail for 15 years for shooting someone. (laughs) And she seems like the nicest mom in the world. It's shocking, isn't it? You don't need to tell me about the tantric Barney. This is This is way more. This is... wasn't there – there's a show – I feel like this – there had to be a movie made. Wasn't there some movie called like Death to Schmoopy or Death to <laughs> something? Yeah, with like yeah. Robin Williams. and But that's – I'm not – that's probably not who was in it. I'm just thinking it was. But maybe yeah. it was. Um, it feels like – because this, this feels like it should be made into like a miniseries or something. Yeah, it's really sad because – like, I mean, not like we should take somebody's trauma and make it into that. That's horrible. But it just is like, that's a crazy story. Well, what what really caught my attention was they they showed how, you know, the son of uh, the Winnie the Pooh creator, A.A. A. Milne, his yes. son struggled with oh, having yes. a parent that created Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Mr. Rogers' sons have talked about their, you know, difficulties yeah. as a result of living in that shadow. Um, there were a couple other ones, and I thought, they were trying to connect the dots that like, you know, having a mom who basically called Barney her other son. Oh, no. You know, can no. kind of mess you up. And then if your dad takes his life, then you're kind of set up for trouble. Oh, no. It's really yeah. sad. And I can imagine the feeling of children. Like, I mean, I've even heard my mom talk about my grandmother in this way, that my grandmother was a special needs teacher and she would take in like foster children who didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm. And my mom felt like she had so much love to give all these other children, but didn't give a lot to her and didn't really know how to communicate that because my grandmother's mother died like really young and, you know, was like, yeah, my grandmother's mother's mother my grandmother's mother's mother like died like was raised in a coal mine like literally her mom died really young and then dad took her to work at a coal mine so like the women got the message of like being really cold to their daughter like that's what my grandma received from her mom it was just this like cold way of being that that, because that's what her dad gave her and so my mom got that but she gave it to all the other kids so i can imagine that feeling of like you know this is for everybody else, but how come that same energy isn't put into the relationship with me that some of the kids might feel? Or yeah. there's the, the, like the two sides where they are like, what? Like, imagine you know, even like Mr. Rogers, we talk about how like people they know, deified make him, like him a saint, yeah, yeah. and that his but he's like kids a person. Like, he's a dad. He's a guy. He's still my dad, right? Yeah. yeah. And like they showed this interview of Candace Bergen when she was on sixty Minutes, and her dad was a famous ventriloquist. And he oh. had the Charlie Dummy, the famous one that you've seen yeah. a million times. Yes. And she said from the time she was born, oh. that was her competition. And she still doesn't oh. see it as a doll. 
That like oh, it's a person. Oh my. That's a lot. Gosh. It's a lot to take on. And kids wow. like are jealous and they want their parents all to themselves and it's bad enough when it's an actual sibling. Jeez. But the silver it. lining is there were cast members that came on and they were talking about how important it was that they got to like represent their ethnicities and oh, that yeah. the show was inclusive in that way. And there was like good stuff, but it's like always at a price. It feels like mm-hmm. fame and, and money. it felt like the, yeah, it definitely was. I just felt like the, the formula was a little bit off with Barney. It was like too young of material with too old of kids doing it. Yeah. And that's what made it goofy because you wanted to watch kids who were your own age. And so you'd see kids your own age. And we were like old enough to make fun of that shit. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like out of touch, like it felt like it didn't connect. When on Sesame but Street, with there's younger kids is different. There's a real honesty on Sesame Street about how imperfect life is. Like there's yeah. Oscar the Grouch and everybody's broken and there's mm-hmm. just not that on Barney. It's all rainbows and sunshine. It is. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And so that makes people feel, um, it, it just feels wrong because it's mm-hmm. false. Yeah. You're right. That is yeah. why we love Sesame Street and why we love Mr. Rogers. Yeah. The like, sad moments on both of those were always, shows were always my favorites and the most like memorable and touching and. Yeah. Cause they're the truth. Like, where kids were having like hard times and they said, it's okay to cry. And like, oh, I remember like a divorced episode of Sesame Street where they're like, it's not your fault. And I'm like, oh, every kid needs to hear this. <laughs> Sarah. Right. She's like watching it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, this is dark, but that's our family's sense of humor. Like, whenever Lincoln's being really bad, <laughs> I'll go, Lincoln, if we ever get divorced, you're going to be the reason. I just want you to know. Like, because obviously I'm t- he knows I'm kidding and he laughs. But it's this sense of like, are we going to be the first couple that I've actually get divorced this. because yes. their kids suck? <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad he gets a joke. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, hold the phone. Uh, 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 okay. So that was, that was good. I mean, I do recommend it, but it's too long. They could have cut out like a lot of it. Um, okay. How about this idea? When do you think you become an adult? Oh gosh. This was an interesting question to me. (sighs) It is weird how we assign like specific ages, 18 or. Cause it, it, it's not that. And it's not 21. You're not an adult. You're. I mean, you are according to the law, but I almost feel like it's life experience that that dictates your age more than your actual age. Because, like, I know some, you know, like nineteen-year-olds who had a baby at sixteen who are the most responsible and mature people mm. you'll ever meet, and then I know some people who are in their forties who like That's are so still true. acting like a kid. Well, so like, together. yeah, because you know how we used to like, you know, my parents were married at like 20 when, you yeah. know, and that's how it was back in the day. Do you think it was because life was harder then? And so they were actually more mature mm. or was it just maybe like a little bit of that? Like mm. there's more, uh, like grit maybe. Yeah. And grit in a weird way kind of I don't know 
it doesn't age you, but it, 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 in the same way that like, it, you get stronger over time. Like it fortifies mm-hmm. and like, like reinforces your. Yeah. Like, so like your, tests um, and, your will, your wisdom is like galvanized by trauma. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. It is true. You know? And, well, the, the science was like, the scientists were trying to figure out like, is there an actual age? And, yeah. and they were ma- mainly, they said like, it's sort of like a, just a journey and there isn't like, now you're an adult, but they were saying kind of like what you're saying, which we know that the brain continues developing until your mid to late twenties. But they were saying that like part of the reason why adulthood is feels like it's coming later and later is because if you can't buy a house and you, right. you know, and you can't as a result, then maybe get married because you can't pay to support a family, right. et cetera, et cetera. Then your adulthood gets delayed because you're just doing the same for sure. things for all those yeah. years. I feel like that. I feel like I'm not an adult yet because I like, and, and then I feel like I did this weird thing where like, I like by accident got seated at the adult table for like one, like for the appetizer course. And then they're like, well, no, 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 no. You're at the kid's table. Excuse me. I was like, oh, I had it. I was there. When did you feel like you were an adult for a minute? When I had a house. Yeah. When I, when I, I remember when I like opened or when I saw how much money I was paying, like, for an electrical bill, it like a house with a pool. And when I had a country club membership, I was like, wow, I am grown up. She was an adult Other and people would bag. argue it's when I got my first hemorrhoid, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I was an adult very young, if that's the criterion. I would have become an adult at the tender age of 16. <laughs> Like I said, some people mature early. That's so true because we've been through more. <laughs> That's interesting. So then when you got divorced, you felt like you were being, you oh, like yeah. backtracked. Totally. Felt mm-hmm. like I just was starting over in the, like now I'm a young adult again, like not even, a, I'm just, you know, going back to like a apartment that I feel like I was still like, try, mm-hmm. like barely like trying to afford, you know, in LA, shit's crazy. I felt like so. I was an adult when I started using dad grass. Now nah, make me feel like an adult. I mean, if you are over the age of 18, you yeah. can legally use this anywhere. Yes, because you don't have to be a dad to enjoy no. dad grass. And what did, what do we need more this holiday season than to take the edge off of freaking everything? <sighs> Amen. That's right? true. My God. And I know you guys have like family members that you're like, what am I going to buy this person? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what totally. you can buy them. Dad grass. Some dad grass. And mom grass. And then you, some of you guys are like, oh, but I like enjoy some CBD drops and gummies and stuff like that. Yeah. But you can't take a break from your family and go outside with just CBD right. drops and Sarah gummies. Sarah wants the smokers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get the tinctures and gummies. And guess what, Sarah? Please buy this. They have CBD dog bones. What? Yes. Oh, Bo actually really does need this because she's got joint pain that gets worse <laughs> in the cold weather. And so my my vet recommended CBD. I'm going to send Bo some, in a stocking. That is adorable. She's going to love this. You guys have to try this stuff because they have everything. Like, like Sarah said, you can get the joints, you can get the gummies, you can get the tincture. And they have like the CBD gummies have a bunch of flavors. They have blackberry, ginger, hibiscus, lime. 
nighttime midnight berry so you can chill without getting stoned. It's like really light, yes. nothing crazy. And all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash braincandy. Go to dadgrass.com slash braincandy for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash braincandy. Stocking yeah. stuffer galore for real. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So that adulthood thing was weird because like, it does make me think about how weird it is that we assign these arbitrary designations. Mm -hmm. Like this is when you can have sex with someone when you're of this age and she's of Mm -hmm. this age. And, um, some of those don't feel as arbitrary because of like the effects on the brain. Okay. You know, I, what about like the alcohol? You think that one's a good one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I even think we should go a little older than that. People would disagree, but yeah, Adam was saying how in England it's um, eighteen, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that their driving is later. So it's essentially yeah. like you have to do, you learn both at the same time. Yeah, you learn I how think to drive. Right. You can drive right to the pub and get loaded. <laughs> like that's so scary. They can't. Yeah, it is really. Scary. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. It is insane that we let sixteen-year-olds operate heavy. It machinery. is in. Sane. I never feel old until I pull up at a red light next to a new driver. And I'm like, why does that infant have keys? And I'm not going, look at the keys. Like, <laughs> the, it's not like that. They're actually driving the vehicle. I, could, I can't with that. That always makes me feel old. Yeah, that's scary as heck. Nope. But yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, I think I felt like an adult way earlier than I even needed to, which has made me hold on to being a kid longer in my adulthood. And that is good. I like that because you deserve it. Yeah. Because when you get rushed into maturity, when it's not really meant to happen, that's not nice. Right. And now I'm the fun aunt because play with the kids. Yeah. You are a cool aunt. All right, let's do some old gossip. Oh, love old gossip. Let's hear the song. <laughs> old celebrity stories. Classic drama at its best. No need to wait for entertainment updates. This is gossip from the vintage press. We have the whole story. Let's take a look at those facts. Addicted to drama and you just can't stop it. Well, you better listen to old gossip. You are going to love that song. Okay, so I just thought this was interesting. I think it was, oh gosh, one of our Brainiacs recommended that I watch the Lucy and Desi documentary, which is on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. It's phenomenal. And it really is like new information, at least it was to me. Like I learned a lot about the dynamic and, um, you know how usually we're always like heralding the woman as this forgotten person who's like really the brains behind the operation. And that is not true with Lucy and Desi. Like really? Yeah. Like even she would say like Desi's running the show and he's so remarkable because he's this Cuban immigrant and came here with nothing and like fucking hustled 
she 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 said, you know, like I have I'm good at like making funny faces and physical comedy and stuff, but like he was awesome. And what he managed to do with innovating television, I just we take it for granted because it's just how it is now. But like yeah. he was the first person to do all kinds of things. For example, like it used to be live, like you would put out a show and that's it. But he started doing tape to film or whatever they call it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. record to tape. And then they were the first to do, um, like they had a live audience watching. And so that laughter is real. They never used like canned laughter at all. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I was watching him as an old man on Letterman recently. And he was talking about how the laughter that was created on I Love Lucy was then sold to like other shows that would put it as their yes. laugh track. And when they would record, um, Lucy's mom was often like right off stage and she, her laughter would be picked up like on the boom mics, but also in their lapel mics. And he said he still hears her on like laugh tracks that are on shows right now. And I just think that is the coolest thing. That is super cool. Like, can you, because you would be like that. You have a very recognizable laugh. For sure. Like distinctive laugh. And I'm very loud. It would be. Mm -hmm. That is so special that like her mom is immortalized in that way and that it's still being used. I mean, that was, must have been. They really are like television, like. It's remarkable. Yeah. What they did. And like, I just think he, it's funny because it's one of the only examples besides Sonny and Cher where she gets all the attention and he's the brains. Cause that was the same with Sonny and Cher. Like he was I think it was because he's from Cuba. Probably has yeah. that thick accent yeah. and which made him funnier because mm-hmm. when he was in Letterman, he was saying how like so funny. they weren't allowed to say <laughs> pregnant when Lucy got pregnant. That was not allowed. They couldn't say pregnant. And so they had to what? say expecting. But when, when Desi would say oh. expecting, it was like way funnier <laughs> anyway. She's specting. She's specting. And so it was good. But it is so good. I love Lucy totally holds up. Totally holds up. It's still funny. I don't know how they did it. He goes, I don't either. I think it was him that I, in that interview, he said, you know, back then there were like 11 comedy writers that wrote everything and they were so awesome. And now there's like hundreds of comedy writers and there's still 11 that are good. So like <laughs> we have way more stuff. That's true. But you That's probably true. have the same amount of like really good stuff. Yeah. It's like all the people who write The Office at Parks and Rec and all the at same like. And like he goes, when we pitched the show, they said, well, we want the show, but we can't have Desi playing Ricky because it's not believable. <laughs> and he's like. But I'm actually her husband. We've been married for 11 years. So <laughs> that so. is crazy. It's great. I love it. My God. I mean, they're pretty spectacular. Those two. Yeah. I wish they could have stayed you, married. Haven't you done a, have you done Lucille Ball as a costume for Halloween? Yeah, know? we did that actually in our yes. book club I was like, I feel time. like I've seen you do this. What were you that you year? Do that were again. you Desi? Didn't you have like yeah. a guitar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to dig out that photo. We were like, that would be really funny. We were like, we originally said Lucy and Ethel, but we were like, no. No. Funnier. <laughs> Lucy and Desi. 
Yeah, so that's good times. Um, another thing that's good times is when we get to make HelloFresh meals. Because it's very good times. Delish. But easy times, not hard times, and fast times. <laughs> that is so true. Because yeah, nobody wants to be like thinking about what you're going to cook. Absolutely. Like holidays are here. Get it. Like, come on. We don't have time for, I barely have time like to do anything. Exactly. I just need somebody to take the thinking out no of my meals. No more decisions, please. HelloFresh Hello has Fresh. it all figured out. They send the ingredients and the recipe right to you, but you can choose like what you're, what you're hoping for. You know, you can pick what you're, what you get. There's like 35 weekly recipes that you can like do and mix and match and all that. You can pick your proteins and all that. It's flexible. Pick the day you want it to come and then no fuss, no muss. You don't have to go shopping and all that. It's so great. And the meals are yummy. That's super yummy. The whole point. I made a like uh, potato and chicken soup. Oh, I was just saying to Eli that soup is one of those things that I never think I'm in the mood for, but every single time I go to eat it, I'm always like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. It's good for the soul, man. Yeah. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy70. Use code BrainCandy70 for 70% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy70 and use code BrainCandy70 for 70% off plus free shipping shipping that's good yeah deal. man the holidays mm. forget it i don't want to think about that yeah super easy you could pause it if you go on a little vacay too yeah um I did that. all right Ooh, this was about why we get chills when we listen to certain music oh think of you yeah i get this a lot there's all these new sounds coming out called 8d audio have you listened what is it yeah, and it gives me the chills like crazy. Wonder why? What is that? It's that it's those you have to like listen in different headphones and it's kind of this trend that's that's on TikTok and Instagram where they'll be like a certain song and they'll say listen to this with either in headphones or turn the phone sideways and put it behind your neck. What? Has the same effect, Suze. It's crazy. What? And yeah, it's I'll meant you, to you. give you the willies, like it's giving. yeah, like like in a good way. It's it's meant to, cal- it's like calming and oh, like but ASMR. it gives you that yeah. But gives do you, you think that it only works kind of for like, you guys? You like special. It needs? says it it works for people who are neurodivergent. <laughs> I think I'm I'm very neuro. Yeah, you 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 don't diverge. <laughs> I do not. Neuro. Yeah, I do not. Lucky I don't you. understand you guys. But yeah, okay. Well, then you get a that special bonus then because that sounds great. Yeah, but like I felt the article attempted to give me the explanation, but it still felt incomplete because, um, basically, they were looking at it from the idea of things that give you that that feeling of like pleasure. And enjoyment mm-hmm. or wonder or whatever, like usually have something to do with survival, like sex. Oh, okay. You know? But or music kind of doesn't. Yeah. And so they're just like, why do we have that same thing when it really doesn't help us live longer necessarily, like food or sex? Um, oh. so Does it were- have something to do with language or like... I mean, patterns in the no, very end at the very end of the article it was sort of like we are thinking it's about um community social net like yeah. social networks where 
if you have a communal experience, then you're more likely to survive. But I feel like they're um, doing the old, like, backwards engineering. Z to A <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. Because it's like, this makes no sense, so we have no, to make None it. at all. Yeah. So it was like doing, it was saying to people, give us a bunch of songs that give you the chills and then, and then we're going to play them and measure the, your brain and see what oh, lights Oh, cool. Up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what they found is that when you have the chills that, let me find my thing. Uh, it's basic. I mean, it's the reward center. I don't know where it is in my notes, but it's that. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's like emotional processing is what lights up right at the beginning where it's that anticipation of like, ooh, I think I love this song. And then at that moment in the song where you get the chills, that's the release of dopamine. Oh, wow. Interesting that you can time it to... Yeah. Because the chills were lasting like eight seconds on average. And so they were able to see what lit up and what happened. And I wonder... You know how like for a sneeze or yawn or whatever, yawn, that's the contagious one. You have to see the whole face in order for it to be contagious. I wonder if people have to hear a certain amount of the song before that part where they get the chills, like that dopamine hit. Is it the mm-hmm. ante- the, the pairing of the two, the anticipation or the, the lead up and that? When it or does make sense do because without? that is what happens with sex, right? Is that sort of like build up and then release. Right. And that's how they were describing it. But I think what you're... Oh, go on. No, no, go ahead. And I was just thinking maybe why neuro that neurodivergent kind of thinking, like, you know, Adam and I with ADHD, our brains are like anticipating what somebody's going to say before they say it. And we're in a way creating that beginning part, I wonder, either more or kind of doing it ahead of the music in some very minutely, like very hard to measure way. And then maybe if it's different than what we were expecting, it kind of gives you that release. I bet it does because that's what comedy is too. Like when you expect one thing and then they surprise you. And so I can see how in general, you people, you neurodivergers, are probably experiencing all sorts of really fun, great things that the rest of us are just not. Oh, w- only with the terrible side effect of not being able to accomplish any normal daily task, forgetting where anything is at a given moment, and feeling like we're failures because we've forgotten to close the door to the pantry. It's terrible. I said I had to fill out my son's IEP, which is, you know, like his individual education plan or whatever they call it. And you have to say, like, what do you want from him and what is your hope and all that. And that was one of the things I wanted him to learn that, like, dyslexia, you know, has a lot of challenges. But it also is, like, a superpower and and has really amazing things. So, like, you got to harness. But I can understand why you wouldn't feel that way, especially at that age. Well, it's yeah, that age and, and everything that you're doing highlights the symptoms like in the negative way not the the, i feel like the positives you Mm. know like the way school is structured and stuff yeah the way school like i get in trouble for i got in trouble for interrupting all the time and for talking out of turn now it's literally like what i do for a living talk yeah and that just wasn't a good environment for but i did have to learn i guess you know sit on your hands that (laughs) um 
All right. Let me take a break and say that money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money comes pretty darn close. And that's why we want to recommend Chime. It is fantastic. You can have a payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to 200 bucks. They offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. I know a lot of people are worried about the holidays, so this might be a great option for you. No annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. Um, See for yourself why Chime is so loved at Chime.com slash Brain Candy. That's Chime.com slash Brain Candy. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, N.A., members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See Chime.com slash Spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Apptopia. Ooh, that getting your paycheck two days early thing can sometimes really help. I mean, that is for darn sure, especially this Sometimes time the year. timing is just wrong, and I'm like, what? My, my credit card bills do when? Wait, two more no, days. Thank hang you. on. Yes. The calendar works against you when you're like. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want to know your opinion about this. Love when she says that. <laughs> this was a, I read an amazing article that now I'm mad because I can't remember. I th- it may have been New York Times. I'm not sure. It was about, about in Den- Denmark, they have a brain collection of about 10,000 brains of people, <laughs> people who died. I believe they died in mental institutions mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. And they put them in preservation formaldehyde and all that stuff in these buckets and and catalog them. I know there's pictures. That's why I even yeah. mention it because like you can see all the buckets and it's like, well, there are brains in there. Oh, it's wild. Yeah. And um, they were collected years and years ago. And then the, the doctor who did it is now dead and he sort of left it and didn't say what to do with it. So it's been tied up in the court system in Denmark. And it's been this back and forth. This like, is crazy. <laughs> Wait, why? That there's just a bunch of brains tied up in court. <laughs> right. Like, well, <laughs> life is fucking weird. There's so many weird things happening that, like, we don't even... Like, somebody's going today to court to try to work out the case of who the owns brains. the brains. Yeah, because... And they're in buckets. They're in, <laughs> they're in these numbered buckets and... Certain scholars want to study them because not only are they brains of people who had mental illness, but they were brains that existed before modern medicine. And so mm-hmm. we can see how the diseases that they had affected their brains without the intrusion of whatever medicine could do to alter this. This is very findings. important. It's very important. And so I'm like rooting for them to be able to study them. However, the brains were taken without consent after death. Oh, of course. Lord. Because like See, that was back in the day. We didn't even do that shit. Ay, ay, ay. This, so, is, this is the part. It's like I, I feel like so many people in the medical field 50 years ago would be serial killers today. Wow. Why? I mean, if you like, like, not maybe not no but i mean what are you getting at what are you getting at the that there was a lot of freedom to experiment 
on the human body. And like, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer put some bodies in some bins and now we got a problem. This doctor does it and it's science. Just as like, man, that's all the only thing that was that's the difference is like how they collect them and what how they store them. Mm. It's kind of weird. Okay, fair. That is a good point. And anybody who's like collecting brains for research is like, Sarah, I'm not a serial killer. I understand this. But then you hear that story about the lobotomy, ice pick lobotomy guy from back then. That guy sounded like serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of bad All actors. those medical science guys. Yeah. The person who invented the 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 C-section. Ugh, that story Wait, what, is awful. what's that about? I forget. That that in order to, that so many women were experimented on with this. I don't know the full story of it and or have it in front of me, but I know that there's like like a lot of black women were used. Oh man. It's very fucked up the history of yeah. like gynecology and Well, yeah. What is it obstet obstet Oh, no, is that it? Obstetrician, it? so that would be obstetrics. Yeah, obstetrics. Obstetrics. Yeah, or what's something? the way you some say that? Obstetrics. Look, uh, something like that. I can't even pronounce it. So what do I know? Yeah. All right. Well, it's um, just a fucked up history. It's just hard though because the doctor's dead and it's all just... these brain people are dead, obviously. And so, why would we just get right. rid of them because of some sort of I'm like, because some sort of morality or ethics. <laughs> but, but I mean, kind of, I kind of feel right. like that because this could really help living people. Mm-hmm. So we have to, every time we make choices like this, it's about cost benefit. Right. And we have to look at the damage has already been done situation. Like, it's not like we are continuing to collect no. brains that yeah. it are happened. not... You know, this they're there. So yeah. rather than make it all for nothing. Yeah. Hey. So, but you feel like this ethical dilemma. You feel it more. I don't feel it as much, but I know that I'm weird. No, I definitely, I think you do it. But you feel a little bit of consternation about it. You're like, oh, I don't know if that's. No, more like I just feel like, oh, there's a story there with that head collecting doctor. <laughs> So you don't feel any kind of weirdness about using the brains for science? No, it shouldn't I don't. have happened like this. Obviously, we right. all agree about right. that. Right. I do. I well, gotta... the, now that I know that so many of the people who donate their bodies to science are being used for ballistics testing and like military explosion testing. Like this, we talked about this many, many episodes ago Yeah, that like somebody wrote us in and was like, just so you know, unless you are very specific about where your body goes to science, it most likely will be used to test like explosives or test stuff like that. How do you get specific though? Because when you You donate to a specific center, like my grandma became registered for body like or that donation with UCLA Medical Center. And she carried around a card in her wallet that said, like, upon death, this is where I'm going. This is what. Mm. And you go to a very specific place. Like, you have Mm. to do, like, registering that do this before you. Okay. Because otherwise, most of us either check yes or no at the driver's license center. You know, it's just sort of organ donor or not. There isn't, like, and where do you want to go? And there's, yeah, there's, like, a difference between organ donation and, like, donating your body to science. 
Oh, right, right. What am I thinking? Yeah, those are yeah. two totally different things. So, okay, so she had it all sorted. All sorted out. Very and organized. because, yeah, like, it, my uncle I went see. to UCLA Medical Center for a lot of his um, stuff when he had... Uh, what the heck do you get when you're on dialysis and you, you're diabetes? He had oh. diabetes real bad. Well, so when I don't, mine is, I donated to, um, mine, I'm an organ donor. So does that include, like, it could just go to science? I don't or know. Or is it just harvesting of the organs for I think a it's living? It's just the harvesting donor. of your organs and then you get your body a living back. Uh, recipient. Okay. And then you get your body back. I don't want that. See, this is the like, thing I... But they're going to empty it anyway before, like, if you were to do an autopsy or, or like, to do a... Um, yeah, because you, you know, know my like, death is going to be just... suspicious. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'm going to need some more info. What happened here? <laughs> um, what age do you think it'll be when... Because I always joke about how, like, the I'm only young enough now where, like, if I died, it would still be on TMZ, but, like, it wouldn't be as tragic. It's so, be tragic. So... What age do you think it is where it's, like, not tragic anymore? Over 50. So, like, 51, it's like, she had a good run. No, that's still too. Then, ugh. I think the tragic de- tragic death part is the circumstances under which they died. There you go. Now you're on That something. is what makes it It's not the age. Tragic. It's, it's age not the plus age. cause. Correct. But if you are under a certain age and you die of, well, it's still like, ooh, this is where it gets tricky. Because <laughs> what if you like, like if you have a long illness, but you're still like 49, that's sad. But it wouldn't be a tragic death. It is a tragic death at 49. But if you were, if you had a long illness that you like lived with for many, many years, it's still sad. It's like beat the odds. Good job. Wow, sad. extra innings. The, we're definitely doing what the reverse of what people would predict right now. They would think I would be saying that, and that you'd be like, oh, "Well, because like if you if you were if the prognosis was uh, you only have three years left to live, and then you lived forty. <laughs> I still like, think good on you, not tragic. That would be would awesome. Be, that would just be a silver lining situation. Like, but she was supposed to die forty years ago. So, glass. Oh God, you are classic. I love it. Glass <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll move on. I know we're offending a lot of people. Can you imagine the reviews we're going to get? What? That reminds on me. What? You what have got to keep, about? you have got to remind me to do a review each time because I always forget. Oh, we have gotten some good ones recently. <sighs> okay, you guys, I have these hookers I will, are fantastic. I will, <laughs> I will be more deliberate about that. Okay, you should have seen the the the, the look of frustration that Susie just displayed. Oh, I hi. was almost unlike anything. She was like, oh, like it looked like you really <laughs> forgot something important. It was. Okay, I wait. will really try hard to not make you look like that again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let me tell you some numbers about these brains. Maybe that'll sway. Oh, your okay, 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 okay. So there's about 10,000 brains. Oh Fifty five hundred. So many, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Fifty five hundred brains had dementia. Think we, of what 100% we could One hundred percent of them need to be studied. No, take them, take See? them all, take them all. This is ridiculous. Yep. Because we don't want that. They're already dead. What are They're you going to do? I also feel like the 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 proper disposal of these brains is going to be more complicated than the actual storing of it and just holding on to them. Yeah. You know, this is like why I have so many batteries because I don't know how the fuck to throw them away, but I got a million dead batteries like yeah. like in a box. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing that has happened. That's nice this, of you that you guys. don't just toss them. Well, because it says no trash on the side she of the She is There's not a, a litter bug. I'm not. I can't. If, I, it, no, instructions say don't do that. So why would I do that? God. Okay, so 5,500 um, had dementia, 1,400 had schizophrenia, 400 had bipolar, <gasps> and this is what shocked open. me the most. 300 had depression. That would be 100% now. How are right. there not 10,000 depressed people in this This must buckets? be like very clinical, like very severe depression if oh, you like. Oh, like not our kind <laughs> Not <laughs> where it's just we're a just touch. bummed because like a life because we have to live in this modern world. You're like no, Suze, that's like real depression. That's like whoa. Oh, okay, that's a very good point. So that it was more severe probably because yeah. they were living in these yeah um, you, that mental was health. Like, I'm sure really. I just cannot understand the big debate. I do not have the hang up or whatever about the even the uh, like mistreatment of a corpse and stuff like i mean i get it don't be an asshole but like i'm not real fussy about it Maybe. like if you're gonna murder me and rape me and do all this stuff to, that's the least of my worried is like what, what, what did you, you what do with my with dead your body, body afterwards yeah i think it's a religious thing that we that. <laughs> you know telling me i know i'm like oh it's, busy, it's not that i don't get it i just find it odd and i understand the origin of that and you know the the way that it can be uh, like a contaminant and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. But to I'm all like for the sky burial. Oh, yeah. What is that? Shoot you out in a cannon? Now, th- wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> no, it's burial? like where you put the body up high in the mountains and like the birds just come and eat it. It's like Tibetan oh, yeah. sky burial. Yeah. And then your body is like I taken up to that. the gods, like up to heaven with the birds. It's very nice. And there's no, uh, and they're all like, um, you know, what are they called? Those kind of birds. I want to say carnivorous, but that's one thing. But they're. Oh, like the predator ones. Birds of prey. 
eat birds of prey, but then the ones who eat dead things. Vultures? Yeah, vultures, but there's a name for those kind of birds. Really? Oh. Yeah. And it's birds not birds that, of prey? No, they're like, a, there's a name for things that eat dead things. Huh. Yeah. You should Google that. Name for birds. Birds. I mean, Eastern cultures do have it sort of figured out. dead with... animals. Yeah, right. Just li- scavengers. Oh, okay. Which wasn't maybe the word I was looking for, but... Yeah, scavengers. That's the right word. That is okay. it. Yeah. I mean, that... Okay, it's so you want a sky burial. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that for you if you... No, you don't... No, you don't need to. No, we've already decided. That seems decided, like a lot of like, work. Yeah, just burn it, bear it, make a tree. Remember when my dad accidentally bought like two extra like burial plots and then I'd be like, what? And he'd be like, it's a long story. And then, <laughs> oh my and God. then he, he told me to sell them on Craigslist. Oh my God. He was like, well, nobody's going to use them. You sell them like on that Craigslist thing you do nobody's or something. Nobody's going to use them. They're going to go to waste. <laughs> right? I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like I wouldn't even, how do you even price that? I don't. How do you? Two for one special? I wonder, maybe I should just go ahead and... I feel like they actually would go for a pretty penny. I hear that these things are expensive. Really? Suze, we have 8 billion people now on this earth, and we're running out of land. Well, I know we got to go and everything, but it's funny that you say that because I just read this thing, this article in the New York Times about how we all have a doppelganger now. What? It said you have a doppelganger and you have you share a lot of DNA with that person wherever they are, and it was basically because there's so many of us on Earth. Like there's only so many ways to make a face. Essentially, I've been holding on to this article that I I keep like wondering like how do I talk about this? This seems like out of the blue and nowhere, and it's about how you have a doppelganger that has very similar DNA, and there's actual like uh, uh, benefit to finding people who have that similar DNA because it helps cure diseases and shit like that. No. How? Yeah. I don't know. But because I didn't even, I was like, how am I even going to talk, talk about this on the podcast? But now maybe I'll look in a little, do a little, look into that a little more and bring up that. Have you ever seen anyone like out in the wild that you felt like looked like you? Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Every single time (laughs) I walk down the grocery store aisle and see her in a magazine and think it's me out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I look like Everyone, because I have that when I go and when I did 23andMe, I am so white and boring. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. have it down to what neighborhood in London my family like came from, like where you have a lot of people like right here, this neighborhood. They're like this specific part of London. You're like the default human. Yeah, it's really boring. And then when I they give you all your percentages, everything was 50%. You have a 50% chance of having freckles. You have a 50% chance of having this. You have a 50%. I'm like, you have given me no information. Wow. Because it's so generic that it could be, uh, it just needs to be mixed with anything to be like, I don't know. Something oh my that, God. But it's, yeah. There's no, no like big outliers on anything. It's boring as fuck. And do you think that Reese Witherspoon also is like just basic person? Yep basic person i bet if you looked yeah it's like we're just white lady like that face white lady face how come she's never responded like when people tag you guys and i wonder if people have ever said to her you know who you really look like sarah from the challenge 
Definitely, because I used to wonder that about her too, which is so funny because people used to tell me you I, also look like her. Yeah, well, maybe before all the Botox and stuff, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> back my natural state. Because um, when she was like thirteen, that's when it started yeah, for me. That's right. Because she was in yeah. Man in the Moon or whatever that movie. Yep, that's when mm-hmm. it started for me when I was in like sixth grade. So here's what I want: I want you to send me whatever picture you have where you look the most like Reese. Yeah. And I'm going to send it to her agent and I'm going to say, okay, we want to talk about this. We need to talk about this. It's very important. Reese. Do you have a picture in mind where you're like, wow, that really looks Reesey? I think so. And then what we'll do is we'll coordinate with all of our listeners. Like on this day, yeah, we're going to tag the shit so out of She's it. definitely going to listen. Because we could put that picture on like Brain Candy's Instagram <gasps> and then have everybody start. When I went backpacking, right around the time the movie Wild came out, a little bit yeah. after that, I have hiking boots with red laces like she did in the, like she had in the movie. Yeah. I had people come up to me while I was hiking with my backpack and ask me if I was her. Wow. I mean, it is remarkable. And I said, you no, do. I am not her. Is that what you said? Yeah. You didn't lie through your teeth? <laughs> Suze, it's me. We're, have, what if you, here's the thing I always wondered, like if you said, yes, I am, yeah. would they do the thing where they go, no, because mm. why did you ask then? Right. I could never. Right. And I think I was wearing a, I was, yeah, I remember it was in Yosemite and I was wearing a, a Patagonia, um, like a shell, like a, a rain jacket. So my tattoos were covered up. And I had a ho- the hoodie on, my hood, like the hood up. And I was, yeah, we're just wearing those shoes, looking like the cover of that book. What part of your face do you think is the most similar? Your teeth? Your I mouth? I don't know. I'll have to look. What do you, you, people say your eyes, yes? Or your chin? Yeah, like I always thought you and I had the opposite of yeah. what, yeah, my chin is. It, and so I think it? I have her from like the middle of my nose up. Yeah. Must be. And you get like middle of the nose down. <laughs> no, it's my chin and my eyes. But yeah, yours, I think, is maybe. But it's weird because you and I don't look alike. I know. Sometimes but I don't get it anymore. That, well, because I don't. Things happen, okay? Yeah. I wish I didn't get it anymore. Give me some of that Botox. Maybe. <laughs> maybe when I'm on TMZ and I have an early death, you guys will be no, singing a different Susan, Stop saying that. You're going to be like me with the manifesting the thing that fell out of the car. Let's not do that. You're going to live forever. We need that. It would be great for business if I died, though. You would get Susie <laughs> Meister. Whose business? It. Yours or mine? Whose business? Like brain candy, like our brand. No. The, well, how can I go on? Yeah, this is you not could. a one-woman show. <laughs> it's going to be me talking to no one. I'm going to have to get the ventriloquists in here. All right, we got to go. I'm not even going to do a wind down because you know what? It's late. Talk about everything. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm going to die any day. Donate your brain to science, but make sure you do it to the right person. Love you guys. Bye.